I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Welcome to another episode of Going Out with Jake Cornell. I am Jake Cornell, and as always, I am here with my producer, Katie Brown. I normally say producer and friend. Please know that that's not changed. I just got distracted by my mic for a second. No, we got in like actually a huge fight before this, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a week, but we are in a huge fight. <laughs> um, How are you? I keep wanting to say you're in Sweden. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not Fully right. wrong country. Fully the wrong country. I'm not yeah. in Sweden. Um, I'm really good. Today is the first day that doesn't feel really crazy because like I got to London. I spent two days in London. I was, I got to London on Saturday. I had a really big day in London on Saturday with my friend Lucy. It was so fun, but I hit the jet lag wall like so hard at like 9 PM and just like immediately had to like go to bed emergency style. And then um, Sunday, I had a really fun day. I hung out with my friend Dan a lot. Um, we did like the Tate Modern. We went to the Eagle and we went to Horse Meat Disco. It was so fun. And then, so fun. and then on Monday, I came here. I took the train up to Edinburgh, got here, and then like yesterday morning, we had to like get in super, get up super early and do our tech rehearsal. And then we had our first show. So like today's the first day that's like going to be what the rest of the month is, which is like. I kind of am free in the daytime up until I have to start flyering and go doing the show. So like, this is my first like thing of the day. And that's nice. That's so fun. Oh my also, God. Also not to like brag, but I literally joined a gym. I joined a gym today and exercise. Can you believe? You joined a gym. And that's not like out of character for me. I go to the gym a lot in America, but like, I'm just saying like, I'm in a, con- a foreign country for a month and I'm not letting myself slip. Do you know what I mean? I would literally do the complete opposite of what you're doing. First of all, I live in New York and I definitely don't, um, I'm not a gym member here. So the, the <laughs> being a gym member at, at like a vacation kind of place is absolutely, absolutely wild to me. Yeah. But I salute you. That's amazing. Thank you. I feel really proud. I feel Except proud. I was like, I felt like an idiot because all of the weights are in kilograms. And so, oh my God. so I'm like walking around the gym, like Googling, like in pounds. <laughs> like it took me so long to figure out everything. It was no, so like, embarrassing. Yeah, like they shouldn't try to like they shouldn't have to make you do math at the gym. Like it's already hard enough. No, it's just constant though. It's like I have to fill out kilograms. I'm like constantly figuring out like people are like, oh, it's like 20 degrees. I'm like, I have no concept of what the temperature is, like at any given time. Wait, also, is the temperature better there? Like, is it good? It's it's okay. So it's just like a totally different experience because it's one, it's so it's in the 60s and 70s. Oh, that's perfect. But it's also it's weird because I th- it's like so much higher up on the globe. Like the sun does feel really intense. Like when you are in the sun, it's like very warming. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then when it drops, like when the sun goes down, it gets so cold. And like, I haven't been cold in like six months. So I'm like, Oh my God. Like I didn't, I'm gonna have to buy some layers. I didn't really like pack appropriately. Um, it's just like a different kind of temperature and there's like very little humidity, but like our, our apartment has been so stuffy and I've been like, fuck. But then I just figured out literally 10 minutes before this call, I figured out how to open the windows. Cause I realized I thought they were the kind of windows you could only crack, but you can actually open them like all the way. And so I really changed the game for us. Wait, do you not have AC? Baby, we're in the UK. No AC. Oh my God. They barely even have ice there, don't they? 
Yeah. That's, so that brings me to the biggest crux of what we've been dealing with and will be dealing with for the entirety of the trip, which <laughs> is um, they're not really doing cold brew here. And they're, in fact, not even really doing, like, iced coffee. They're really obsessed with, like, espresso drinks. Like, yeah. they're obsessed with these, like, iced Americanos. So I'm drinking a lot of iced lattes, like, iced soy lattes or iced coconut milk lattes. Which is milk. It's just so much milk. And I'm like, this is tough. I went to the store earlier and bought, like, grounds to try to make, like, iced coffee in my fridge. Because, like, literally the other thing, like, this is what's so frustrating is, like, they don't even have, like, black coffee bottled options. Like, you can go to the store and they have, like, canned and bottled iced coffees, but they're all pre-milked. Like, they're all – they all are – Pre-milked. They're all pre-milked. And I'm like, I just want, like, give me tabula rasa blank slate. And then – so then I posted on TikTok. I was like, hey – like, like I was like, truly – where is the cold brew in Edinburgh? Like, is there any? <laughs> and then people were like, oh my God, this one place. And then I went, I went with Marsha. I was like, oh my God, amazing. They have like this whole cold, like they're like these pre-bottled cold brews. Like it very much had like the New York LA aesthetic of like the like pricing was done on like little pieces of paper that were like rested on a ledge on the wall. Do you know what I mean? It was like very yeah. juicy. Cute. He pours this cold brew out. And when I tell you it was the exact color and shade and translucency of like a Lipton iced tea, like it was like... <laughs> And I grabbed Marsha's arm in fear. I'm not joking. And she looked at me. He was like, this is made with our like whatever, whatever roast. And then he was like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God. Like when he first poured it, there was like two seconds where I was like, oh, he was going to be like, oh my God, sorry, I grabbed you an iced tea. And then he was like, this cold brew is made with this roast. Like he was like actually just like so excited to tell me about the roast. And I was like, okay. And I was like sort of like absolutely like whited out. And then I like walked out and like took a sip of it. And like it did taste like coffee, but like not. I actually kind of want to buy one and bring it back for you so you can experience what it was. It was like, it tasted good. Marsha did not like it. But I was mm-hmm. like, this is not like the like ripping jet fuel like I want in a cold brew. Right. And that was when it really hit me that I was like, oh, the whole thing is that actually maybe the quality of life is high Better. enough here and peaceful <laughs> enough here that they don't need to like intravenously like hit themselves with like a cocaine level of caffeine just like get it going and I was like <laughs> I was like okay maybe like I can adjust like we'll see so like that's sort of where we're at right now with the coffee it's like really not I don't really know how we're feeling <laughs> a cocaine level of coffee that's actually a really good point yeah like I feel like if your life is going like really well things are kind of chill you probably don't have a use for cold brew yeah, I guess, like, I do, I don't know, I get my, I'm, like, a big proponent of, like, have we talked about Grady's, like, the cold brew I get, like, how it's like, brings me so much joy? No. I don't I, even know the brand. Okay, first of all, Grady's literally sponsor me. I want, I, I've, I've gotten multiple people to register with you, and, like, you are getting business because of me, and that's Did just when me. Subscription? Yeah, so this is, it's literally heaven on earth. So, basically... <laughs> Grady's makes a cold brew. It's a, it's a Brooklyn-based company. They make, like, cold brew concentrate that they put in – you can either get it in glass bottles or in, like, um, boxed – like, boxes a la, like, a Franzia boxed wine sort of situation, like, bag in a box with a spigot. Love that. And then you can get subscri- – you can subscribe, and it gets delivered to your door. Okay? 2022. To your door. And it's by like a courier service. Mine gets delivered every week by the nicest man. We wave hi. We say hello. How you doing? Brings me my cold brew. And then I just get to put that in my fridge. And then you can, you can based on like your consumption, you can decide like how often you want it delivered. And then it's just like there is always cold brew in the house. It's like. That's genius. And it's the a box. We get the concentrate box, like the big one. It's huge. And it is 40 bucks, which sounds expensive, but it lasts so long. Do you know what I mean? Adam, if you're listening, we want 
this at Vine Pair at the office. Wait, you absolutely should have it at Vine Pair. You absolutely should have it at Vine Pair. Yeah, it's also like delicious cold brew. Like the product is good, the service is good. I'm literally obsessed with Grady's. Ten, like fifteen out of ten. Jake fully isn't getting paid to say this. No, I'm. I'm literally not. I'm literally not. I love them. I love that. But so I'm really going through withdrawals of that here. Like I woke up, like I just feel like I'm like, like our apartment's really nice and like we're in Edinburgh, which is beautiful. But the one thing that makes me feel like I'm like living in a frat house in college is me (laughs) getting up in the morning and walking to the fridge and pulling out what? A canned Starbucks double shot. Like I'm like, I'm sorry. That's the best we can do. Yeah. That's the best we can do. Do you know what I mean? And it's like really upsetting to me. That gives, like, airport to me. Like, the Starbucks line's too long, so you have to go to, like, the Hudson Hudson News. News. I, like, literally, yeah, it's so cursed. I'm really, like, it's to the point where I was, like, am I going to start drinking Red Bulls in the morning? And I can't cross that line. Okay, not to, like, absolutely shit on my boyfriend again for, like, the second week in a row after the (laughs) But he, when I was living with him one summer when we were both interning in New York, he had a stock of Mountain Dew in the fridge that he would drink in the morning for his caffeine. Mountain Dew to start the day off. Yep. And this man is trying to be a doctor. He, yeah. That's <laughs> fascinating. I'm actually not going to judge. Do you know what? Like, people in med school are actually some of the most, like, as we talked about, like some of the most insane people. Oh, and if like, you ever walk behind a hospital, it's literally 32 doctors smoking cigarettes back to back. Yes. They're yes. obsessed. They're obsessed. They do things that they know are going to absolutely like rip their body in half. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> when I go no. to this, I'm like, these people are doing like, Hard drugs. Doctors are not normal. Doctors are not normal. I've said this before. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. My dad just had heart surgery and I'm like the guy who did it. I'm like, you're not normal. Like you can't tell me like you go to work every day and you crack people's chest opens and like fuck around with their heart. Like I don't – I'm thankful for you. God bless. You truly like saved my dad's life. But like I do think you're a freak. And I think there's (laughs) there's a – there's like duality there. Like I'm allowed to be like you're a fucking freak. Thank you for your service. (laughs) I You're not – I don't – that's it. I draw a line there. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Like, like, it's just this weird thing. Like, this is my thing with medical people. It's like, like, I remember this in high school. It's like, you say you want, like, I remember, like, in high school, like, one of my friends, like, this kid I knew in high school, he would always be like, I want to be a neurosurgeon. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're clocking in at 17 saying, I want to crack people's fucking heads open and play around in the goop. Like, what the no, fuck? No, no, no. That's the thing. It's like, I used to think, like, doctors must make so much money if they're, like, doing this because it sounds awful to me. Turns out, like, they make money, but it's not like they're making, like, bank the way that, like, bankers are, by the way. No, I mean, some doctors are making a lot of money. Let's be clear. Okay, you're, like, a plastic surgeon, but yeah, like— Yeah, doctors make a lot of money. Like, some of them make a lot—they're all getting fairly well paid. I think a lot of doctors are—I mean, like, I know that they're not making, like, millions, but, like, doctors are making good money. Yeah, for some—when I was a kid, though, I thought doctors were, like, like, mega rich, like, mansion kind of people. And, like, turns out, like, a lot of people I know's parents are doctors and they're just, like, normal. <laughs> yeah, totally. I guess it's what your baseline of normal is, but like, yeah, it, yeah. it they make they they live decently for sure. Yeah, but it's not like it, yeah, it is the sort of thing like where it's like okay, you do finance like and like dollars to do this, which like you would have to pay me like I would have to be like fucking like going to space for no. Fun. That's actually such a good point because you were like I do private equity and I'm like I don't know what that means, but I know it means you sit at a computer all day and then someone who like literally is like once again playing in the head goop, my term for brain surgery is getting paid like a fraction of that. And that is fucked up. Yeah. That's more what I mean. It's like, no one's making them be doctors. Like, and they're just, they just, that's what they decided to do. I don't know. I guess like, I, I will say like, I do get the drive to like, this sounds fucked up. This sounds really fucked up. 
it does sound kind of nice to like when you get up in the morning and are feeling uninspired or feeling like nothing matters to be like, if I don't go to work today, someone will fucking die. Like the pressure of that is stressful, but also the pressure of that is kind of freeing. Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like- <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I hard disagree. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't say like, I, I personally would like melt into like a little like, no, but you know when you're feeling I, just kind of like, when, that, yes, <laughs> like, you know, when you have days when you're like, maybe this is me like dealing with depression a little bit, but when you know, when you, you have days where you're like, does any of this matter? Like, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it matters if you go to work and someone is alive or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is, which is exactly why Blake decided to go to med school. Like, I think that is probably the draw. So maybe I should be yeah. stopping. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it depends what kind of doctor you want to be. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> I know. Like, the kind of doctor he wants to be is a psychiatrist. So it's not like he's going to be playing in the goop, but like he can like help people. He's playing in the emotional goop. That's still goop. Emotional goop, which we love. We love. Here's what I don't Can understand. I ask a wait? Wait, can I ask like a real actually this question is too personal to ask on a podcast? No, say it. I was like, are you because like famously, children of psychiatrists and psychologists, the ultimate freaks. Oh my God. Yeah. So are you nervous about that? This being your partner? No. Okay. Because I don't really like kids, and Same. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, they're gonna be fucked up for other reasons if I have kids. Okay, respect, <laughs> respect, respect, respect. <laughs> At least I'll have the right medications. One hundred percent. Oh my god, no! But like, this was the craziest thing that I I learned, like, kind of like in college, maybe post college, is that like some of the people making the most money, like. AKA people that work in finance. I fully don't understand what they do, but I think they, most of the time they're spending most of their days making like PowerPoints about stuff. I know. Well, this happened to me like recently with like a work <laughs> thing where like everyone was talking about this thing that we had to make, we had to make. And I was like, I like, I, it was this new project I'm working on that like I feel I've been dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of like what, like just everyone knows what's going on and I'm kind of like new to it. Mm -hmm. And they kept on using this term over and over again. And then finally I was like, I'm sorry is this just a PowerPoint? And they were like, well, yeah, kind of. And I was like, deck. This deck, deck. Yes. The deck, the deck, the deck, the deck. And I was like, deck when they really mean PowerPoint. And I literally was like, pause, just to be crystal clear. It's a PowerPoint. Like, and no yeah. shade, but like, it's like that. Like, I'm like these, like, I think a lot of jobs is like naming something that you did in middle school, like a new name. So it's not middle school. Yes. Do you mean I people are like, okay, we're going to do like sort of like a plotting vision board. I'm like, is that a collage? No, it's You made literally a collage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, like, it's okay. Like, I don't care. Like, it, do your work, but, like, you made a collage. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if that were my job and I was, like, making PowerPoints, like, it, the hardest part for me would be, like, fighting the urge to use those, like, transitions where it, like, spins around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it slides in from the corner and, like, does, like, the shutter stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Penny Lane is currently on the floor sleeping like a baby, and I'm so jealous. Um, I miss Penny Lane so much. I miss you, but I miss Penny a lot. I don't blame you for missing her more. She's like I didn't say more. I said a lot. I miss you both. Here. Oh my god, she looks so comfy. It looks like a corpse. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Okay. Wait. Let's introduce the episode and let the people get to it. This episode was so fun. Um. This is the episode I got the day I got my monkeypox vaccination. It was a very stressful day for me, and this was a light in it. Um, this guest, she is so funny. She is – she, like, is what the world needs. Her dose of reality and her – I really respect her, like, 
she knows her point of view and she knows what she needs to say. And she's, I really think she is like truly wise and I respect her deeply. Um, we talk about a lot. She doesn't, she, she does not go to restaurants like I do. And I respect her for that even more. Um, <laughs> so it is really good. I've, uh, I really enjoyed listening to it and making notes. Um, so please enjoy me going out with Talia Lichtenstein. Okay, amazing. Let's dive this in. This is already so fun. I'm like, I'm like, I feel I happy. feel like we're friends. I feel like we're friends. This okay. happened really fast and I'm happy A lot of people it. say that, but I mean it. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I truly thought you, I, I perceive that as you being like, a lot of people say that about me. Like that is a common experience. No, a lot of people just say that in general, <laughs> yes, but no, also people of- do say that about me. <laughs> people say I'm very like warm and they think that we're very close, which is a problem because I don't feel, I don't like to be close to me. Is that, people. is that why you kind of have like, spread like the negativity like leading with negativity on the tiktoks was that like the yeah just that was like the shtick that started it but people tend to think like okay you're this is this is completely a shtick and the meanness part of it the aspect where i'm like i'm gonna bully people until they stop annoying me that's not me like i'm I'm a nice person that's like the layer that i add on top of it but the thing where i'm annoyed with everybody and i don't want to talk to anybody and nobody is um, as good at social interactions as me and nobody knows how to navigate the world as efficiently <laughs> as me. That is completely true. And that's okay. how I actually feel. And people are like, oh, it's either they think they take it too seriously and she's a bully or, oh my God, like she's she's just laying it on thick, but she doesn't really see the world this way. And I do, I really do. Interesting. So it's yeah. two ways of incorrectly perceiving you that exactly. are happening. Exactly. And no one <laughs> perceives you correctly. I've never been correctly perceived. Yeah, I kind of get that where I feel like it would be because you have the, that's, almost character you're playing. And then when people meet you, they're nice. They're they're probably instantly like, wait, we're best friends. Yes, exactly. That's hard. That's the issue. So a lot of people- That's really hard. I'll say like on my podcast or I'll say on TikTok, like I love when people come up to me in the street. That's the nice aspect of me, right? I would never ever snub somebody in the street if they came up and said, I love your TikTok. I'll always be grateful and talk. Same. But the problem is that I want to talk to them so much. I usually say, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh my gosh. And then they go, oh my God. Well, I know you don't. I always say, I don't like when people ask for my phone number because- we Wait, can talk. that's that's a line. Cross. I would never go up to anybody in the street if I like their TikTok or if I like their acting or whatever. Yeah. And ask for their phone number. So I say that, but then I'm so nice to them in the street that they think that they're the exception. So they think, oh, that's oh, part God. of her shtick where she says that, and I actually can't ask for her phone number. And then what am I going to say? It's really hard to say no. I think you have to get a burner. I, I actually literally think you have to get a burner. I have so many people on my phone <laughs> who stop me in the street and they're like, "Hey, drinks next week," and I never talk to them again. Damn. And me. But I, like. Yeah, it's I, hard. T- I was talking about this. You think you're the exception? Nobody's the exception. No. It's not like such an asshole, but like, come on, we're here to complain and this is my complaints. No, this makes sense. Wait, okay. I forgot this happened last night. I, I forgot this happened yesterday, but this is now reminding me okay. <laughs> is that, so we met just now today, yes. moments before we started recording. You would never but know. But I obviously knew so that well. we were recording today. I was, at, I was in a building that I'm not normally in yesterday, like a residential building. Yeah. And I was coming off the elevator and there was a girl coming on Okay. Who kind of looked like you? Looked like and me. Looked like you. And again, I, I, I as someone, when oh, people look like me, I never, I don't know what I look like. So. Same. I have no idea what I look like. <laughs> no Can't pers- idea what I, I look incapable like. of perceiving yourself. We'll talk yeah. about it. But no. So I. But like again, I've only seen you on the internet. We've never met in real life. So right. people do look a little bit different in real life. So yeah. I'm like, wait, I think that's Talia. Where I'm coming off an elevator, she's coming on. We make eye contact, and then I go, oh, and then she goes, oh my god, and so now I think it is us but it's not you, but she's recognizing me. It's like a true perfect storm where she's recognizing me from (laughs) comedy. And I thought I recognized her. And so then I go, and then I realize, wait, this might not be her. She might just be recognizing me. And we stand there and I go, do I know you? 
because I don't want to be like, are you Talia? Right. I should have said, are you Talia? Is the thing that would have solved it? No, because I go, do I know you? And then she goes, no, but I know you. And then I go, how? And she goes, from the internet. And I was like, right. Right. It's so nice to meet you. And then oh. she got on the elevator and I was like, that was a disaster. Oh my God, no. But I truly thought it was you. The worst is when I'll think that somebody recognizes me, like they'll see me in the street and I'll think they see me, they see yeah. me from TikTok. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, hi, what's your name? And they go, no, like I'm Jackson's friend. Like we met at the party last week. I'm like, oh, you don't, you're not a fan. Yeah. I'm just a normal person. You've tethered me back down to the I'm earth. still in a phase where I'm ref I refuse to, I refuse to like assume that people know me from my comedy or my like internet presence. Right. So if anyone's like, do I know you out? Like I will not be like, oh, I'm I like, I'm a comedian. I'll be like, I don't know, maybe. And then they have to figure it out for themselves Completely. or I'm like not doing it. No, I don't do this whole, where do I know you from? You look so familiar. Usually they do know where they know you from. And they'll be like, you know, I, are you, are, or, or you're famous. You're on the internet. You're famous. What am I supposed to say to that? Like, first of all, I usually just say, no, it's the internet. It doesn't count. I'm not very 100%, famous. 100%. Or I just say like, oh, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I come around here all the time. This is my neighborhood. I'm not going to play this game of like, I don't know. Where do you know me from? Like, yeah, it's too much. It's just stupid. It's like this weird, stupid level of fame where you're like only famous in this niche and only a couple people know you, but they don't know how they know you. It's awful. Yeah, it's not great. Wait, so awful. is this, has this affected you going out? Also, wait, do yeah. you, you're a going outer? I was a going outer big time throughout college. I was the party Where'd you go to person, college? UC Berkeley. Okay, love. I graduated last year and I was the party person and I came to New York because I like to be in a scene. Like I would never move somewhere where there's not yeah, a big yeah. nightlife. So I came here and really thought that I was going to be going out a lot more. And I just feel, I guess since this happened, like with the internet, I'm yeah. kind of a recluse. Like I just don't really love it anymore. I like it but I don't have a desire to do it. I kind of have to be convinced. And then when I'm convinced, I usually love it. And if I don't love it, I'm desperate to leave the entire time. And it's the only thing I think about. So it's very, it's become very polarized. I can't just like enjoy socializing anymore. It has to be amazing or I'll do it like once a week. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I did not realize that your blow up happened so quickly after moving to New York. That must be so well, it happened intense. before. I moved to New York because I could, I kind of blew up, but not as much until gotcha. I moved to New York. I blew up enough that I got like Betch's attention and they offered me this podcast. And then I also had this Snapchat show that I was doing. Okay, so amazing. I was getting this steady income and I figured I wanted to move somewhere. I wanted to get out of California. Were you like going to school for like performance or anything like that? No, media studies. I was okay. into musical theater for most of my life and that was my thing. And then I did the classic like musical theater to like political science pipeline and switched over. Love that pipeline, yeah. classic pipeline. Classic, like musical theater <laughs> to journalism pipeline. So that's what I did in college was more journalism okay. and poli sci and then graduated and was just, I'd been in California my entire life, thought about moving thought New York would be cool or maybe Boston or Chicago. And then Betches is like, oh, well, we have a studio and we want you to record this podcast in the studio. So that's why I moved. Gotcha. And it's ironic because that's the one thing that I'm not doing anymore is the Betches podcast. Or yeah. at least right now, that exact podcast I'm not doing. And that's why, that's what brought that me to New York. That's so funny. And caused me to double in followers. And I'm just not, it's completely different. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had a really sort of like tumultuous Tumultuous makes it sound negative. Like it's just been like kind of like a roller coaster ride since you've gotten yeah, here. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. I kind of can't imagine because like I also I'm not like, let's be clear, I have like a quarter of the followers you do. I'm not like, I don't think I get recognized nearly but as you, much. You have more on Instagram, which is what matters. Okay. 
Thank you. Let's be honest. You know, I've been waiting for. I was. I was like, I'm not going to say it, no, but no, if she no. says it, everyone knows. I'm Look kidding. At, like, I'm, I was, but who? you have the blue check mark. This is the worst conversation no, humans oh, can have. So this worse. is the worst conversation humans can have. I don't this have is it on TikTok. The worst. I was looking. But at I don't Chloe, have it on either. Chloe Feynman from SNL, who's massive and wonderful, and she's on Saturday Night Live. Like, I know. This is like the pinnacle of. I know. This is a comedian's dream. She has like 32,000 followers on TikTok. Okay? I know. TikTok makes Nobody no sense. Nobody can tell me that TikTok followers really matter that much because she has this few followers. She's like basically nothing. And then on Instagram, she's a superstar. It's really Instagram is funny. It's really funny. I it, TikTok, it's like this thing that doesn't make sense. It I haven't I like it nothing about it makes sense. There's no it's, pattern to it. There's, there's no pattern. No it's also like the TikTok I blew up on doesn't exist anymore. What like, was it? Like, no, I mean like, I, I oh, mean the, like the, the, version the, of the landscape of TikTok mm -hmm. that existed like when I blew up like doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's just, I feel like it kind of has, goes through these like, like the turnover of what it becomes is like so different and so fast and it's right. so insane, but it is funny. Like, to be like, oh, I just found Cher's TikTok. I have more followers than Cher. Right. No, I don't. Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. But more people <laughs> on TikTok, young people would recognize you than Cher, which is weird. It is There funny. are so many people where the the much older celebrity, like Alec Baldwin has like 2,000 or something followers on TikTok. <laughs> I'm like one of his 2,000 followers. He gets like 100 likes per video That's and I'm <laughs> always one of the likes. Okay. And- you, like people on TikTok, like 12 year olds recognize me. They probably wouldn't recognize Alec Baldwin unless they're like mature and have seen 30 Rock, which is like the youngest thing that I can think of him doing. Beetlejuice, maybe he's, but, they, but, you, would, but you wouldn't even know that that's him. I like my Jewish parents made me watch Beetlejuice, but like a 15 year old today, are they watching Beetlejuice? Probably I not. Guess and not. I even, forget that I'm That is not you. the Alec Baldwin. That's not hilarious, Alec Baldwin. No, that that's is not hilarious. That's my Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. That's he's your Alec so Baldwin. hot. Oh my God, he's beautiful. But so people, I'm like one of his 10 followers on TikTok <laughs> and nobody young would recognize Alec Baldwin. But if I were walking down the street and a bunch of high schoolers saw me, it would be a big deal. So it's just a weird, like I found myself in this weird type of, you get it. It's I a do. Weird type of fame, but not really. I, it is funny because I didn't realize that you could look at the age breakdown of your following on TikTok and Instagram. You can. You can. And mine, I had no idea. And mine was literally, we could literally do it. I could show you how to do it right now. It literally, mine was like, oh, 11 people under the age of 25 follow you. Like literally no mine's all, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. What's your, what's your demographic? Like New Yorker, like city, like cities and like 25 to 40. Really? Yeah. Mine's probably older than I think. I think that the sense of humor, like a lot of the older people appreciate the jokes more like, Moms in the Midwest tend to like it, but then there's another type 100%. of mom in the Midwest that has like, you know, signs from Home Goods all over her kitchen. That mom does not like me, but the yeah. uh, the Jewish ones really like me, um, <laughs> and then the rest are probably teenagers. But oh yeah. my god, I've I only no yeah my my followers definitely skew like closer to my age, um, for sure. A teen did comment. And then this led to a lot of people commenting this and I did um, think about ending my life. Um, <laughs> I just like, a lot of my videos used to be me like dramatically talking about things like emphatically and someone was like, come on Cam from Modern Family. And I was like, it's all, I <laughs> push me in the street and call no, me a faggot. No, I would prefer no. it. Push, push me in the street. <laughs> like <laughs> when I tell you it's the rudest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest insult. 
I wish people came up with creative insults for me. People call me ugly all the time. People You're call me beautiful. Stuff. Okay, shut up. Yeah, whatever. But like, people still call me ugly. I'm Kim from Modern Family. I'm straight. I can say you're beautiful. <laughs> You are straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's straight. It's Never so forget funny. like the most famous ca gay character on television and they're like, what'd you base this on? He was like, my mom. <laughs> I can't, I'm like losing it. Oh my God. No, it, it's insane that he's straight. But okay, people call me, it's literally the most insane thing in modern pop culture. But he, okay, people call me ugly a lot and I, they never come up That's with anything creative. Crazy. The most creative one I saw on Reddit recently, somebody was clearly really trying to be funny. Like they really thought about it. They're like, she looks like you're not attractive cousin from the Midwest. I'm like, what does that mean? That's not a I thing. I think of like cousins from the Midwest, I'm thinking like, okay, well they all want to fuck each other when they're cousins. That's the whole joke. So wouldn't they be hot? Like, I don't think, I don't think that's like mean. Why couldn't you say like, nobody's gone for like Kristen Bell if she ate carbs or like <laughs> Chloe? <laughs> nobody says like Chloe Moretz if she never got famous. Like nobody says that. That's what I look like. I look like if Chloe Moretz never got a Wait, stylist and never game, went on a this diet. This is a new game where it's what like best TikTok <laughs> comment insult I can come up with for you. Abigail Breslin, <laughs> if she stayed looking like she did in the middle of the sunshine. <laughs> These are all insults that I've come up with for myself. And nobody, I'm throwing them out there. Go Olive the Hoover and Little Miss it. Sunshine too. <laughs> the teenage Little Miss Sunshine. Or like the adult Little Miss Sunshine. She, like, people don't go for this shit. No. You need to go for the good stuff. At least make me laugh if you're going to be mean. Like, come on. No, and the thing is, it's like, because when they see a confident woman, they're like, oh, she must not know that I don't think she's attractive. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or they need, they're like, I just need to tell her she's attractive so she's not confident. Right. Like, but that's, and then there's, it's first The thought. only thing you need to say to hurt me is like, you think you're funny, but you're not. That's Devastating. It. That's no, all that's I need. that's the thing. But it's like, I I, I will never recover recover from being called Cam Vermont. <laughs> it will never happen. I will never recover from hearing you get called <laughs> but, that. But oh I have God. to all be like, I also have to be like, Game sees game. Like, damn, that's good. <laughs> that's do you so know? funny. Do you know what I mean? Like when someone says something, when someone says something really rude, but it's good, like yeah, it, you I'm like, have to laugh. You have to respect it. And that's comedy. Like that's the best stuff. If you're gonna be mean, you, it has to be funny. And there are so uh, many times uh, in my life. Objectively. I've learned this lesson the hard way since this whole blow up happened. I've confused mean with funny and I've confused like yep. funny with mean. And there are sometimes when I am mean, I'm trying to be mean and I'm really funny on accident and times when I'm really trying to be funny and it's just mean and you have to find the balance. I know. But if you can find that balance, it's the best thing in the world and people who can't joke about that, like people who can't understand it, yeah. I think are the worst that earth has to offer. Yeah, it's like, cause there is like, <sighs> I, like if someone has a joke that, that that's so good and so well done. Yeah. I feel seen in it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. like, there's a love to it because it's like, you actually have to be paying attention to me and seeing me authentically so deeply yes. to write this joke. So many people will like peer right into my psyche and know all of my deepest insecurities and they can like pinpoint it from one of my videos. To me, that's like a sign of respect. Yes. Like, clearly you've been watching long enough. People will pull up things that I said in, you know, October. Like people will come up with things from way, way back. People will get on me about like, oh, you said this already. You couldn't think of anything original. And I'm like, you know what? That was mean and you're trying to insult me, but like you've been paying attention this long. 100%. You really get me. Like, and you know what's going to hurt me. At least there's that. It's because like, it comes from being bullied in high school and middle school and elementary school <laughs> and being like, <laughs> and being like, I actually wasn't bullied in high school. It was mostly middle school and elementary school. But like, 
But like, you get to this point where you're, if you're like a Scorpio, where you're like, okay, I need to like, I, you, I would, instead of like fighting back in the moment, I would sit and seethe and think about like, what's the most painful thing I could say? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so instead so of like awesome. throwing something at someone at lunch, I'd wait and then be like, hey, John, I think your parents got divorced because of you. Do you know <gasps> what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but it's like, no. but like, that's so good. <laughs> do you but know see, what I mean? I respect you. you. Thank you. If I were the teacher, I'd be in trouble. And John because should I would be laughed. like, wow, Jake's paying attention. He knows that my parents got divorced. Yes. And he, he sees knows, that it was about me. Yes. And he knows what's going to really hurt me. Like, he knows that I feel that way deep down. I know. Somebody has to really love you and pay attention to you for that. A hundred percent. I used it. The meanest thing I've ever said. <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, I'll tell you the meanest thing I ever said, too. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. One of the meanest things I've ever said, because I'm like, have I said something meaner? Was one time I really... Okay. So in high school, I used to... Okay. This is, like, too complicated. But basically, like, in high school, I was in, like... I was, like, bad at Spanish. Like, I was really bad at Spanish. I took sign language in college and crushed. I was, like, much better at it. I think it was just, like, an audio language thing. (laughs) What? No, I was, like, really good at sign language, but I was really bad at Spanish. Anyway, moving on. So... I was in like the Spanish class for my grade with it was like the normies of my grade with the like advanced girls from the grade below me. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. So it was like me with this like group of girls who like were the biggest overachievers like in the world. And like homework would be like write a paragraph in Spanish about like your favorite thing to eat for lunch. Okay. And then we would come in and they'd be like, um, I actually just decided to write three pages because I wanted to make sure I like thoroughly discussed it. And I'd be like, fuck off. And then they would all get A's. So and insecure. I, and then they, uh, like, I would get a B and they would get an A. And I'm right. like, I should get an A for doing the assignment. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, and when, and I used to like complain about it and like, I did it in a way that it was like funny. So it was kind of a bit, but I was also like fucking pissed. Right. And one time this girl, I won't say her name. Say it. <laughs> and she, beep it. Beep it though. <laughs> <laughs> beep it. And it was like, we would all like always a bit Jew? about it. And I'd be like, a I would. A Jew did this to you? I don't know if she was Jewish. She has to be. With a name like that. Interesting. You know, I found out I was Jewish also, when I was 22. Also, she's that much of an overachiever. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, we'll get to that. No, <laughs> we haven't talked about going out literally at all. Um, I'm having so much fun though. Um, she goes, I, we would like always, it was like a bit in the classroom, but it was like the kind of bit I was like actually mad about. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, oh, wow, once again, went above and beyond. So now we're all going to get Bs. And she was like, sorry that I just really care about my schoolwork. And I went like, it was like God filled me in this moment. And I like wasn't thinking. And I went, I went, I went, hey, have you ever thought about in 10 years when you look back, I'll have friends and memories and you'll have a report card. (laughs) And the room went silent. There's no way. There's no way. And I went. How old were you? 15, 16. Oh my God. That's an advanced comment. That takes, see, wisdom, <laughs> hindsight, but suddenly you're in, you're 15, but you're seeing like you went above the earth and you saw the future. Like that's- God came into me. Genius. Yes. Okay, so what did she say? Um, the room went silent. And because I did go to high school in Vermont, the girl sitting behind me was legitimately named Rainbow. And <laughs> she went, Jake. <laughs> I want to say her name so bad. I need to know where Miss Girlie is today. Um, I'll look it up. I think she's actually like very successful in DC. Fuck her. Well, yeah, successful with no friends or family, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Never goes out. We have to bleep her name. She was like really nice to you later on. (laughs) We have to bleep her name. She Um, was nice to you? Well, because it was one of those things where it was like, like, I don't, 
My school was too small. The thing is, like, I went. Did you go to a big school? Yeah, I went. No, no, it was like very, very small private school. It was 130 per class. So I was 110. Okay. So for me, I was like, I can't have actual enemies because I can't spend energy on that on a day to day basis. Exactly. No, you you needed to actually. You couldn't really be a bad person. And I actually carry that into my life in general. Like, I'm not someone. If you think you're my enemy, congrats. But you, that's a one-sided experience. Right. I don't feel like I have enemies. Oh, no, I'm not that way. Because it's, like, too much energy. People don't know that they're my enemy, but they are. Well, oh, okay. That's a new podcast. Like, yeah. we're launching. <laughs> like, I can't. People that don't know that I hate them, and I have very detailed experiences, memories. I have a list in my phone of people that are not allowed to post about me if I die, right? Because something that really bugs me <laughs> is that when people die— People will make posts about it. You know, I've had family members die and you express your love for them and you talk about them. Uh But a lot of people become fucking clout chasers when people die. Okay. It's real. It's a real thing. So I want to make sure that my friends get their free pass. I want my friends to all use my death to get out of class or get out of their assignments or get out of work. I want my friends to use it for sympathy, for clout, whatever, but only if they've earned that. And if they want to post about me. They have to be my true friend. And there are a list of about 15 people who have wronged me. They probably don't know. If I saw them in public, I'd be so warm and friendly. But they cannot post about it. And is this going to be sent to them when that— Here's what's going to happen. I have a couple friends who have my iPhone password. My parents know this. They don't have my password. Only these friends do. Once I die, my parents have been instructed to pass the phone to these friends. These friends go through the list, and then they watch my Instagram from my account. If one of these people posts a tribute to me, she was my best friend, I loved her so much, and like, no, you didn't, no free clout. My friend is going to comment on that post from my account, the deceased person. Oh my God. And bearing my name, verified now, so it's going to be extra, okay? They're going to comment from my account and say, I didn't know you like that. Oh my <laughs> okay? God. And then, <laughs> this is a real thing, I made a video about it. My mom knows that this is what's gonna happen. She also, there's a folder in here called death photos, okay? These are perfectly face-tuned photos. You're 23. (laughs) This is like. (laughs) I love true crime, okay? Okay. So I'm really just thinking, sometimes like I listen to so many of these true crime podcasts and these shows and these books that I really do see life in the context of them and I see things as being very much more possible than they probably are. So I have thought many times about like, what's my Lacey Peterson photo? Like what's my missing poster photo gonna be? I better look cute. They better say I'm this, I weigh this much when I do not weigh that much. Okay. I will not come back. If I'm missing and alive, if I see that they put my actual weight on the poster, <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm changing my name. I'm gone, okay? <laughs> so I don't care. Typically after a week, the person is dead if you cannot find them. And my parents know that. I've educated them on that. So I say, I'm dead. So you might as well make me look really good. Absolutely. Can I just say this? Let's not throw the weight up. No, no one's gonna be like, I really think that's her, but she looks a buck fifty, not a buck twenty-five. Like, no one's doing They're that. They're gonna recognize me. They'll just assume that the kidnapper gave me some, like, a little more to eat. Like, Imagine you're in the back of a van, you've just been kidnapped, and they're like, <laughs> you hear I think a, it's someone, her, yeah, but, but you said she weighs one twenty, and she's and easily one twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and let her go. And then she was never seen again. <laughs> the last known sighting of her was dropped. No, but. That's fine with me. That's honestly fine with me. I would so much rather be inaccurately portrayed on that poster as like skinny, gorgeous, beautiful. I want them to stress the blue eyes. 
blue eyes in capital letters, blue eyes, blonde hair, even though I haven't been highlighted in a while, blue eyes, blonde hair. I want a, never a very you. specific picture that I want them to use. My teeth look so good in it. Okay, They're incredible. white. I want them to use color. People need to see my eyes. And they are to use that photo on the posters. If they don't, I'm staying gone. I really appreciate how much thought you've put into this. Oh, I've put thought into Everything, my friend. But okay, can I tell you my mean comment before we move on? Absolutely. I said something really devastating the other day and I'm really proud of it. Please. Okay, so there's this guy that I've been seeing for four or five years. Okay, I've known him for so, so, so long, but he's a little, he's older than me mm-hmm. and he's been in this. Um, it's Alec Baldwin. You know what? Let's call him that for the sake of <laughs> okay, like, perfect. he it, is the narcissist in that way. Okay. And he would like have 12 kids just for his own ego. So this is him. So Alec Baldwin is. Um, he, it's similarly, he's he's kind of in the same career path as me. Like he's into comedy, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he found some success, but he kind of like, flipped, he kind of fell back. Like okay. he didn't really go much further. Okay. And I, you know, we got in this sort of falling out and I was just ending it for good a couple weeks ago. And I go, <sighs> okay, this is like the coolest thing I've ever said. I said, at this point, the only thing that you've done that I haven't done yet is failed. <laughs> Isn't that so mean? I don't know what came over me. I go, the only thing you've done that I have not done yet is failed. And if I continue to stay in your life and keep sort of following you, like the only, you're not that good to me. So the only thing you really had to offer me was like maybe some career mentorship and advice. And he didn't have any more advice to give because the next thing for him to do was flop. So if I kept keeping him in my life, I said, I have to diverge paths now or else I'll continue to follow the blueprint and I will fail. So I need you to let me go. I've outgrown you. Thank you. It was the was this, meanest thing Did you thing I've say ever, this or was it a message? No, I said this to him straight to his <laughs> face. It was so mean. Did he walk into the Hudson River? He, so I got really scared because I got out of the car after. And he was crying when I got out of the car. And then he called me and I was talking to my dad so I didn't pick up. So then I called him back, but he wasn't answering. So I was so <laughs> convinced <laughs> you, that you, he had you. driven off a bridge. <laughs> started crying. I'm like, what have I done? Then he calls me back. He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, you're right. A narcissist would never kill themselves. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was it. Anyway. That's impressive. <laughs> but mine is pretty good, right? That's really impressive. I know. I know. The rudest thing I ever said as a bartender, as we can, t- so we can talk about bars for a second. The rudest <laughs> thing I ever said as a bartender was one time I was bartending at Rosemary's, which is this. Yeah, I know you, it. You, you know it. The one, there's one like in Stytown. And I did one. not work at that one. Thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely worked at the West Village location. <laughs> Served half of Sydney, honestly. Um, okay, yeah, continue. And it was like kind of busy. And this girl, like, think I think th- thinking she would be funny, like walked up to the middle of the bar and like kind of like threw her hands out. And was like, I need two glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. And once again, God filled me. And I went, is there a fire? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone looked at me. You're not real. Like you're Every, literally not real. Everyone looked at me and I was like, oh, I didn't realize like I had done it. And then she just left the restaurant. <laughs> Good. She went to the side down one. And it was like a miracle that like no manager, no other coworker was around. Like no one saw it happen because I was like, that is the rudest thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So you're not a bartender anymore? I'm assuming. No, I stopped bartending in September, so it's okay. been like ten months, nine months. Okay. I'm not good at math. Um, but I was a bartender for ten years. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Did you get great tips? It's such a good job. I feel like it's, financially. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like. <clears throat> 
this is not me dragging you, but it's like funny when people are like, did you get good tips? Cause it's like, it's that's your whole paycheck. So it's like, that's what pays okay, for so it. Okay, so that is you dragging me. No. <laughs> You're telling no, me like, I said something that was false. No, 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 no. It's sort of just like, it's like, yeah, I got paid for it, but it's not like I didn't work at one of those places where it was like $1,000 a night. Right. You know what I mean? Well, but like, everyone who's a bartender loves to say, yeah, I'm making like $1,000 a night. That's right. all I fucking hear. Yeah, it's like not, I would say it's true some places. Right. Like I have, I would say of like all my bartender friends, I have one friend right now that is making like sick money. Right. The rest are making like solid money. And some of them are making solid money and they have like full benefits and da da da. Like you can have like sick bartending gigs in New York. Sure. But I think people think every bartender is like walking out with like a Birkin bag every right. night being like right. going home That's from my shift. It's just like not that. That's what I think about strippers too. They're well, making so much money. I think the strippers on TikTok, I'm obsessed. It's unbelievable. Coming I, home I with a car full of, and I was convinced this is my new career. Yeah. They come home with a car full of cash. They put it in the washing machine. What? Have you seen this? They put the dollar bills in their washing machine and wash them with detergent before they count them because they're so dirty. <gasps> Ew. No. I mean, it's kind of like opposite. Ew. It's like clean. Like they're cleaning it and then they count it all. Oh my God. Like seeing, it's actually really satisfying. They open their dryer and it's like full of money. It's actually kind of like really satisfying. They put it. In the washer and dryer. Yeah. You can do that with money? Yeah, money's made of cloth. Oh my God. Money's made of cloth. Fun fact. I'm That's why I can I get wet. so much today. Wow. Isn't it fun? Wow. Wait, so, okay. So you moved to New York. You've been in the East Village the whole time. Yes. Okay. When you were going out at Berkeley. Yeah. What was, and you were loving it. Yeah. What was the vibe? House parties, bars. It was, okay. So it was frat parties, which I loved. Okay. No, okay. Cass, give it a look. You're allowed, but like it's No, fun. I want to hear why you loved it. Because I'm a girl and it was like, yep. I got everything for free yep. and everyone treated me so nice. And I mean, they're obviously all disgusting and don't actually see me as a human being, but I had so much fun. And you go out and like. if you Because you're not falling for it. You're no, not thinking exactly, you're seeing you're, you're, No, being. you can't. Okay, I would never like date a frat guy. Like you can't. I was going out into the city on the weekends and going on dates with like 28 year olds that I found on Tinder, which is probably really the cause for a lot of trauma in my I'm life. Sure. Like I'm sure bad things happen for my development from doing that. But I was just convinced <laughs> I couldn't date a frat guy, but that was actually probably worse. But I just knew what frat guys were like. Yeah. So I just used them for the fun of it. I was in a sorority. I used that which sorority. sorority? Pi Phi. I think my college had that. Pi Beta Phi. It was cool. I don't know how I got in. I, I was think like Pi by Phi far was high school. The fattest girl of all <laughs> of my pledge class combined. Like everyone was so hot. Everyone was so like, I don't know. Everyone was from like Newport Beach, but it was really fun. I liked the activities. I didn't ever have a role in the sorority. I never wanted to plan anything or do anything. I just paid the money and like reaped the benefits of it and just didn't get too emotionally invested in the whole Greek life thing. Sounds and like really so healthy. Fun. No, it was extremely healthy. And so you wake up, the fun parties were when you would wake up at like six in the morning because it's a game, it's a game day. And you'd just uh, get, you'd go into a frat kitchen and they'd make you like the pledges would make you breakfast and you'd be drinking mimosas and eating the bagels, and then you'd go and like, just lose your mind at like seven in the morning. You're like blacked <laughs> out. God, it's so fun. Like nothing will ever be that fun again. It was the best, and you'd like randomly have sex at noon, and then you'd go back out. It okay. was so fun. Yeah. And then I did the bar scene when I was, I got like a fake ID when I was in, when I was like a sophomore, and I did a little bit of that, but it was not that fun. The frats were fun. This is so interesting to me. Did you have a like, Greek life? In yeah, it's just so different because I'm gay. Where'd I think it's truly it. Well, yeah, because no, it's obviously. like, I went to UVM, so okay. it was, so we had, it's funny because like, so UVM is in Burlington, yeah. and they're like super, super strict about IDing there. Uh, okay, so, so I was just with my cousin last week who goes to UVM, she's yeah. 20, and she 
was terrified to use her ID. Uh, yeah, because it's, I it. mean, it's no joke. Yeah. It's like no joke there. Even that, I'm like, I don't look under 21 now. Like, right. I'm, I like, every place I went, I was, I was there this past weekend. They're like bending my ID, <gasps> like they're blacklighting it. I'm like, God bless, like, do whatever you want. I don't care. It's gonna work. I, it is right. like a valid ID and I'm almost 30. Right. But like, <laughs> But like it, it was. This is to say. So it was like you could not unless you had. I did at one point. My because I'm also young for my grade. Like right. I graduated high school at 17 and college at 21. Sure. So I didn't turn 21 until November of my senior year. Okay. And so early junior year, I was like, this will not do. And I actually ended up on the dark web and found someone in Seattle who could make me a real Colorado ID. And I did Western the Union. The dark web? I was like on message boards. Like I was like, I'm going to get arrested. But oh I like- Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't think I was actually- I would never be able to sleep. I was not. I actually don't know if I got on like the dark web. Like I don't think I could have like bought a body. But oh like- Oh my I, God. I was on like a weird message board and did get a fake ID. Um, <laughs> allegedly. And anyway, so I had a fake ID that like was good enough at one point in time. But this is all to say like freshman and sophomore year, but I was only at UVM for freshman year because I did my sophomore year abroad. Okay. It's like you, the only option is the, either the Greek life parties or the sports houses. Exactly. And so the That's thing how it was at was, You had to join or you weren't going to a party. So that was the, th but what's weird about UVM is they are the totality of your going out experience freshman and sophomore year, but the Greek life only takes, makes up, I think 8% of the student body. No so like way. That's the a vast, lie. the vast majority of people don't go to the parties, but like, it is like kind of the only thing available to right. you unless you make friends with upperclassmen and go to like the smaller, cooler parties. But if right. you like are like, if you're like a freshman and you don't know anyone, you're like showing up and like the whole, like just like the whole rigmarole of like, okay, we have to have the ratio of like three girls to one guy, like right. all of that hellscape. And I was also like, what am I going to these parties for? Because like, guess what's not going to happen? Me hooking up with someone. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. I hooked up with one closeted person at a frat party in my four, I stopped going to frat parties after right. freshman year, but like that only happened one time. And it was like, I think it was like, there was so much of it was about like hooking up and flirting and partying and like fucking at noon and going back right. out. And like, I was like, this key component that makes this fun for all of you is like truly missing for me. Right. And so I'm just like going through the motions. Right. No, that's how I feel now is like, I do, you can't deny that going out when you're young is about hooking up. That's what it's about, at least for me, unless I'm crazy. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Yep. Okay, you too? Yeah? Oh I'm a Capricorn rising. I'm a Capricorn rising. Okay, okay. So I'm a Taurus rising and I'm a Capricorn sun. I don't know a lot about what that means. I know everything about okay, it. Okay, so not everything, but me. I know a lot, but Well, so I do like resonate with the, usually I read about what I am in my birth chart and whatever, and usually most of it like seems real for me. But I think that going out, you're going out to hook up. You're going out to have fun. Even if it's not sex, like you're going out to meet a guy, flirt, it's fun. The flirtation of like making eye contact across the room, right. like getting and the you that's all that, fun. If you don't do that, it's not fun for me on a night out. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to lie. Just doing like a girl's night out. Sometimes if you don't like meet anybody new and do a little flirtation, it's how and fun are my friends that I go out with every single night? I know everything. I was going to say, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is, we're talking about when you're going out in like larger groups and larger dynamics. Yeah, I'm sure. always down to go out like one on one, like one on I'll one, do one on two one. or th like one to three groups. Yeah. For going out on like a big ass group, right. it's like part of it is like the flirt, the hookup, the dynamics. Exactly. That's part of what the entertainment exactly. of the night is. No, 100%. And it's not, guy, you're not looking for guys that you like or ever want to see again. I always like, I make it my mission of the night to get this one guy's 
contact information and then I completely ignore him forever. But it's the fun (laughs) of the night and you want it to be like, you like to feel desired. Like you like to feel the validation of that. You like to play with somebody and have fun and meet somebody new and the chance of that. And if you're not getting that in college, I can totally see why like going to parties in college just isn't that fun. Like that's the whole point. And you said that really well. I mean, I don't know. There was, I think there was a big, obviously there are closeted guys in these frats, but I never, at Berkeley, you'd be surprised at how it's Berkeley. Well, you know everyone thinks, I mean? yeah, UVM, it's, that's actually UVM's so fucking vibes. funny you say that because it's so similar. And everyone it was like, thinks it's so open, but everyone's closeted. And I'm like, there's a difference. This is the thing. I was like, there's a huge difference between dealing with a place that is not outwardly homophobic and, or, and people would be like, oh, that must've been so great. And it's like, it, if there's no other queer people there, it's like, Horrific. Like, I think right. I would rather be in a place where I had queer community and like a homophobic contingent against right. it than being in a place where I'm like accepted but totally alone. Exactly. So that's what Greek life was at Berkeley. Was there, I never, I'm sure it was happening, but it was not, you couldn't just say like a terrible slur about gay people and people wouldn't like come for you. Like, it wasn't open like that. So there was this like illusion of acceptance, but like nobody was actually out. Like, yeah. and my entire sorority was by. Everyone, was <laughs> everyone was hooking up and nobody, like you'd go to a frat and it was not the same type of culture, obviously. So, so funny. I can understand like for girls, it was really fun because you're living in a house with a bunch of girls and it was like kind of like the best kept secret that's not really a secret is that every, at least in my sorority, people were hooking up. But in like, I don't know, they, for a guy, I can understand why it's just not that fun. Like there's no point. Yeah, so like my version of what you're talking about is now like going out on Pride Weekend and partying right. and like going to these like, and I, I feel like I'm, uh, so, like sometimes I feel like I'm having what you're talking about now in my right. late 20s, early 30s. Right. I'm Are not. you so excited? Isn't it this weekend? It is this weekend. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going to go get my monkeypox vaccine right after. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Unbelievable shit. I have to do that. Is this real? Like, yeah, but it's like for gay men. Okay. Okay. You're good. fine. Okay, good. I, I didn't know like if it's everybody. I mean, I think you like g- genetically can get it, but yeah. it's mostly sp- spreading among gay men. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, fun fact. Interesting. Um, don't like quote me on that. I'm not a scientist. I majored in film theory. Um, <laughs> but God. that's what they say on Twitter. Um, so did that element of like the flirtation of fun when you got to New York and people like already kind of knew who you were, did that kind of rob you of that a little it's bit? It's completely dissipated. And that's a huge part of why I think I don't go on dates as much anymore. I haven't, I was like kind of, I think a little bit of a sex addict in college. Like I just really, I lost my virginity in freshman year. And I just was so excited about this concept. Like I was so sexual and into it and was like, this is so fun. Why isn't everybody doing it all the time? And I just wanted to do it all the time. Didn't care with who. I was racked up a body count. And then as soon as I graduated, it was like, ew. Like I just yeah. don't, I, it, so it was a partially like that, the, like the excitement of that whole thing, flirting, having sex, meeting somebody new, one night stands, I kind of, got through that phase. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did because I know a lot of people who are now my age and it's not as easy to do that, but they oh. are wanting that type yeah. of phase. I, a lot of girls I think have that desire to have yeah. that like, co-phase and college is really the only safe place to do it in my opinion. And it's not even so safe. It's like, not, and it's not even safe, not but even like safe. the only more acceptable and easy place to do it. It facilitates it in a way that Absolutely. yes, 100%. And then, then there was this added element of like, if I do go home with someone random, usually if they're my age, they know who I am. Like if you have TikTok and you live in New York, you probably have seen me before and yeah. it's very easy to figure out who I am. And even if you don't know who I am, you can meet me and then go look me up and then you're now part of the conversation. You have an experience with yes. me. I've read on Reddit, like people saying, I met her, blah, 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 or Ugh. I went home with her. And it's like, I don't, 
There's not. I don't, that's so I'm fucking paranoid. Ryan. You know that's what I mean? Ryan. That's right. I just don't. I don't. I've never read anything bad, but I just don't want to. No, but you don't want to be like hooking up with someone and being like, there's a potential that they, this person could write about this online exactly. and like use it as currency. And they're scared that I'm going to do that. Like they always meet me and they're like, oh, will you talk about dates on your TikTok sometimes? Usually most of those are like fake or exaggerated and I make up the guys. It's just for entertainment. It's like movie magic. But a lot of the people will say, oh, well, I don't want to go on a date with her because she's going to talk about me. And it's like, no, I'm afraid you're gonna talk about me. I can like talk about you with a pseudonym and never mention any details about yeah, but you. They're gonna use your first and last name. Only you would know. Yes. You can ruin my life if you tell a lie about me. Or if yeah. I'm like, you know, if I hook up with you once and then I ghost you, you can say that I like was a real dick to you and I didn't like, 100%. I disrespected you and I used you. Like, I don't want that. I can't hook up with people now like a normal person anymore. And again, that's not to say, it's not real fame. Again, this is not being a real celebrity. I don't know what it's like for somebody like a Jennifer Aniston or whatever, but this is, I'm famous within a very small niche. It's sort yeah. of like being very well known at your school. It's like being the school president at your That's college. Such People a know good... who you are, but you're not a celebrity. Yes. So it's just weird. It's really hard. Do you have any draw? Like, do you enjoy anything about like act like outside of like the hooking up? Like, do you care at all about like drinks, dinner, restaurants, bar? No, you. I can't plan anything. <laughs> I can't plan. I don't like when people text me the day before and say, what are we doing tomorrow night? No, no, no. It's too far in advance. I really get stressed out by the, I, and I always see my friends going on amazing vacations or doing all kinds of cool activities around New York. Like they went to Brooklyn for the day and went to the flea market and then they went to this restaurant. I'm like, wow, it's so cool. They had such an action packed weekend. How did they do that? They got on the phone and they planned it and they like made yeah. an itinerary. You're people focused entirely. I'm, I'm I'm nothing focused. I'm like, you tell me who to Venmo and where to be and I'm going. But I don't want to be, I cannot plan the trip. I cannot make the bookings. I can't make a reservation. I've never made a reservation in my life. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't know how to plan anything in advance. I can't commit to anything. I, I feel like I'm just like a little feather flowing through the wind. And if I land somewhere, I land. I'm seeing somebody after this and she's like trying to plan this with me. Right now. She's like, where should we meet? I'm like, I'm doing the podcast. I'll text you when I get out of there. And then I'll know where we'll meet in five minutes. Like, I can't have wow. this advance. It really freaks me out. But, and so are you, does the idea of like going to a new restaurant excite you? Sure it does, but I can't be the one to plan it or make the reservation. I understand. And it, I can see a zillion times this restaurant is popping up on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go there. I can't die peacefully without going there. That is amazing. I need to see it. And I'll never go. You'll never go. Because I just don't plan it. But if somebody else texted me, and said, oh my God, have you been seeing that too? I'd love to go. I'm like, great, you call and I'll meet you and I'll buy you a drink for doing that, thanks. Like what? I can't do it myself. Okay, interesting. This is so interesting to me. Okay, so I'm assuming, and if I'm totally wrong, if like, I'm totally off base on this, let, oh, I'll correct, correct me. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. If like with your, like with the niche you've like blown up with them, mm -hmm. do you, I'm assuming you get invited to like a lot of like the influencer events and yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's happened to me a bit, but I've never, I've never gone to any of it. And right. I'm just curious, are they fun? No. Are they awful? What are other people, what are the people, like, what is the energy of going out in these, like, going out influencer spaces? It's really weird. Okay, so basically, they email you and they ask if you want to come to something. And sometimes it's just kind of a cool, like, a lot of people will say, oh, do you want to come eat at my restaurant for yeah. free? And maybe you'll post an Instagram story. Somebody offered 
do you want to come and um, hang out on this boat that has hot tubs on it? That's what I do. I put people on a boat with hot tubs on it. Do you want to get an infection? (laughs) Okay, well, there's two types of people in the world. (laughs) I think this looks really cool, so don't yuck my yum. But they were like, yeah, you and 10 friends for free. Whoa. And hopefully you'll post like an Instagram story. I'm like, that's fun. That's a cool experience. I'm happy to like use, that's a perk of this that I think is really cool. It's free shit. And you get to bring friends. Yes, free shit is always really cool. I go to things where it's free stuff that, I just, I don't mind promoting the thing if I think it's really cool and it's free. Then there are the events where you're going to go and you're going to see other people and to be seen there. And it's very clear what the difference is. Okay. Like there, are, I show up to an event sometimes because I think there's going to be free stuff. And really it's just like, no, the, the perk is that you get to take a picture and say that you were here. And it's like, to me, I just, none of these people are bad. I don't mind mingling with them, whatever. Like they're all, all the New York City influencers are lovely. There's no... I don't dread seeing them, but when you're seeing all the same people at the same event every single week and there's no perk, there's nothing free that they're giving out, there's nothing cool about it, why am I just, I'm showing up, I'm providing my likeness, I'm providing my face, I'm gonna post about it, so you're getting free promotion, the brand, and the perk for me was what? I was there, and I was next to this person and that person, and they were there, so it's social capital. It's really not fun, and they're nice people, but what is there to talk about when I've seen them at the same five events over the last five days? So it doesn't, you're kind of just in and out and it's just kind of a hassle and you have to get dressed up for something that, you know, it's nothing. I like events where, you know, somebody, some uh, rosé company asked me and my friend to go on a yacht around like uh, Manhattan the other day. I haven't been on a yacht around Manhattan. I moved here recently. I think that's like a bucket list thing. I like to be on a boat around the city. Yeah. So I went, it was stupidly boring and all I got was free drinks, but I got an experience and I didn't have to mingle with a zillion people. So it's fun. Interesting. Like, there's just different, you have to pick and choose. And unfortunately, I have like managers, but they kind of do like paid stuff for me. Like they figure that yeah, stuff out. Deals. And I don't like want to burden them with like scheduling me to go to certain events and like having yeah. to ask me all the time, do you want to go to this one or that one? So I handle all the events and stuff and podcast recording, stuff like that. So when people ask if I want to go to these, I get a little overwhelmed with the yeah. amount of emails and I just kind of don't respond. And they'll email you like oh ten times. times. It's crazy. Hey, just following up. Like, are you sure you don't want to come on this magnificent boat ride around the city? Like I'm to like, preview no. the Amazon Prime Day deals. Hey, thank like, you. oh my god. Are you sure you don't want to come to the Amazon booth at blah blah blah? And I'm like, no. Isn't it easier if I just don't respond and then you can just not put me on the RSVP list? Like, you sent me an RSVP link. I'm not going to fill it out. So now you know I'm not coming. Yeah. Remind me once and then we're done. Yeah. Remind me five times. Shame on you. Like you know that I don't want to come. So. Why are you doing this? Yeah, it's also like you didn't. It's not like I asked to be invited to this, so it's like I don't and owe you anything. You're not paying me. Yeah, I got invited to a premiere recently, and I was excited because it's a pre- again a free event that is fun. You get to see. I want to see the celebrities who are there. I liked the show. I'm like, this is really cool. It's a cool event that you would do it too if you got the opportunity. Yeah. So you're gonna go. So I went, and they're not paying me to go. They asked if I would go because they said they love my content. That's code for we're hoping that you'll post. make something, post a photo, get you know some buzz about it. When I post about it, it makes people talk about it. So they wanted to, me to contribute to the conversation about it, but they're not asking me to say anything nice about it. I didn't sign a contract and I'm not getting paid. So I don't have to say anything about it and I don't have to say anything nice about it. So I went to the, sh- the premiere. I thought the show was wonderful and I made a little video and I said that, but I also joked, um, I don't really remember what the show is about. Like I was like, made a joke about that. And this company was like, you got to take it down. Like, that's really like, it doesn't make the show look very good. Like you're making people want to talk about how they don't remember the show. And I'm like, Whoa. I took it down. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't want to start any drama, but like you didn't 
at, you didn't pay me to come to this. You didn't make me sign a contract. Yeah. Why should I have to say something nice about your show? Like that's just blatantly using an influencer. Yeah. And then censoring them when they don't do what you want them to do. It's like, you, you gotta pay us if you want us to say what you want us to say. Totally. Do you like, do you view your career and like what you're doing with your life as like, are you like, I'm an influencer and I'm passionate about that? No, 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 okay. no. I'm just curious like what you like. No, oh my God. I'm, I I really, I cannot die an influencer. I, I really can't. Like it needs to be, I, if I get a Another rule for page, the death listing is like, don't put. Do don't not fuck. say she was the best influencer. No. That's how I know we weren't friends. Cause yeah. everyone knows. I would love for my Wikipedia page to say she got her start making money as an influencer and then blah, 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 blah. Like I, I do you care what, be, are you, do you know what I you want? I care very deeply about what the blah, blah, blah is. Yes. Yeah. Do I, you want to talk about it or yeah, no? Let's what, talk about yeah. It. What is the blah, blah, blah? I really need to win an Emmy. Like that is all I want. In for my writing life. or acting? Uh, for writing and for not for acting. Absolutely not. No. Like for, I would love to be in late night TV or have written Whoa. a scripted show like an HBO show. And that's like, you know, I'm in no particular rush to do those things. I'm very young, but like, that's where I hope that this will take me. And I, people tend to think like, oh, you're an influencer. Like this is so great. I just, I really like, it irks me to be called that. Cause I know that that's what I'm doing right now. And that's how I'm making money right now. But like, that is so not the vibe. I know it's really hard to like, I've seen like, I'm so afraid I've turned down everything from that world pretty yeah. much except for like because I'm so afraid of getting considered that and I'm not as young as you I think is part right. of it and it does just feel like when people view it, it the word but it's like you're not doing anything you're using a platform you built to make money right it's it's just I have the luxury of being able to entertain for a living now and like even though it's on this weird platform and it's not the traditional way that people get into the business that I want to be in I think it's the future. Like this is where people are going to get their start from now on. From yeah. Now. So it's, you just have to go with it. Like you can't fight it. And I think that I'm unfortunately one of the people who's like, you know, first there were YouTubers. Now there's going to be TikTokers. And I would like to be one of the few who is able to turn the TikTok platform into something else and more traditional. And I don't think it's that crazy to think that that can happen. I don't think it is at all. I think it's what's going to be the norm. And unfortunately, I have to call myself an influencer for the time being because like it's not common enough that people really take it seriously. And it's yeah. kind of like annoying to say that about myself. But like this is what the future is for us, I think. Totally. So. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's like people like it's like people will say like, oh, like you can't make that transition until like someone does. And then right. people like, you know what I mean? Like and there is. I think in general, a lot of like bad shit gets made, but people are like, if you are able to make something that is truly good and truly funny, right. that will speak for itself outside of like the connotations of what people label you for. Exactly. And that'll break down to the point where in like 10 years, it probably will, won't be like as shameful to use social media to get in. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I also, the other thing is like, I wouldn't like in my mind, like in my mind, like being an influencer is like, is like someone who like to and to, to connect it to going out. It's like someone who it's like we're looking to what you do in these situations to find out what we should do. What do you do when you go out? Like for restaurant influencers, it's like where right. are you going? I want to go there. Right. Skincare influencers, what are you using? What are you doing? I want to use that. I want to do that. Right. You're I like you to me are an internet comedian or a com Thank I would you. say I would cut internet off. You to me are a comedian. Thanks. You are making comedy. Like people aren't watching 
your videos to be like, what am I doing? That Do you know what I mean? That means everything to me. And but that's kind like, of what I hope that people see that you're like the, the people, the good insult givers. You saw me, <laughs> you saw me. That's exactly what I wanted to hear is like somebody who says, you know, yeah, I, I do make a lot less money and have a lot less um, potential to sell myself to brands as an influencer than other people I know. Yeah, because people, same. Exactly. They don't come to us to see what skincare is she using. They come to me, if they're going to buy anything from me, it's going to be like hangover cure pills. Yeah. Or like, you know, I don't know, like a dating app. And I always tell like if I ever have to do, because like I'm in a similar boat where it's like, okay, like I left my, I left the restaurant job that was how I paid my bills for 10 right. years. Like I stopped bartending because it was taking up too much energy for me to focus on like this next stage of my career. Right. I still need money to live, right? right? And like I have, like this podcast is wonderful. I have these different things, but like I do, like I'm not in a place to turn away every single brand deal I get offered because I need to pay my fucking bills. Right. And I need to not just pay my bills. I want to like have a life that I somewhat enjoy. Right. So it's like, but I, you have to negotiate this thing where I'll look at a brand and make, this is a lot of money, but I don't, like I'm, I'll turn down stuff that I feel like if they want me to, it's because also it's like 90% of the time you get reached out for any sort of deal. They're, they're like, we love your content. And then they say something that literally proves they've never seen a single thing in your life. Completely not my content. Like they're like, yeah, and you're like, okay, so this is bullshit. But right. like, I'm like, I will only do ads if I can write it and make it a skit exactly. and make it funny. It has to be. I'm you. not like going to sit there and be like, hi, my name's Jake Cornell and here's this product I'm selling. Like, no, I can't never, do it. Never, never, no matter no. how much they pay me. And I, that's because I feel like I have a loyalty to my audience and the people who gave me the platform. I have to stay myself. And even if I'm going to be a bit of a sellout, which is what you need to do in order to be able to do this full time, you have to make it your own. And people, I don't get how these brands still don't understand that me getting in front of the camera and saying, guys, you have to buy this isn't going to do as well as me integrating it seamlessly into what my normal content is and making like a funny story around it. That is going to perform so much better. That's going to sell the project or the, whatever it is, more of the product. They don't get, like, I don't know why nobody's telling these brands, like, you can't just have me stand there and hold it up. It's crazy. And then they're also like, it's also, it's so true because it's also like any brand deal I've done has not performed well. And I don't mm -hmm. care. I got paid the same rent, right? right? But it's like, it's like you, every single time I'm like, it's because of the creative notes you gave me. Like right. you've you've morphed this into something that looks like insane. Right. And it's not cohesive to what They'll I They'll have me like put music in the background of it. I'm like, I've never used a music. No. Oh my God. Before. I literally will fight. I fought right. them on that. I don't use music. And they'll be like, no, we want, we think it'll do really well. I'm like, okay, well, you're lost. The you're lost. going to get a thousand likes. And I'm taking it down the second the, the contract. The second it's over. Yep. So. hundred percent. There you go. Okay. We're gonna wrap up. This is this went by so fast. This was so, so fun. Fast. Let's plan our night out. I want to go out with you. No, let's do are it. Are you down? I, okay. Duh. Where are we? Go? Let's talk. And it this through. isn't me just being like the people in the. No, I'm down to go I out. Lie. No, I really am down to go out. Um, where? Okay, wait. But you're gonna want me to plan it because you don't like to plan. Yeah. Where do you want to go? What do you like? Do you want like fancy cocktail? Do you want dive bar? Do you want chill bar? Do you want to come to Brooklyn? I'll show you some of my favorite Brooklyn spots. Brooklyn. You want to do Brooklyn? I have not explored Brooklyn at all. Okay, you're off the F, right? Yeah. Uh, I used to be off the L train like right there and now I'm not anymore, but it's still really close. I would say, let's get you, walk down to the F at 2nd okay. Ave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump on, come over, transfer at J. It's quick. It's 25 minutes. <laughs> I'll meet you, you at the train. Everything. I'll meet you at the train and I'll take you to some of my favorite bars in Bedside. This we'll is my dream plan. Yeah. Like, I don't like when people are like, oh, just tell me where you want to go. No, 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 go. no, no. Do you have dietary restrictions? No. Are you picky? No. I love that. Okay. I will eat anything. Okay, so we'll do, we're gonna do a restaurant hop and then we'll go to a bunch of my neighborhood bars and I'll show you my apartment. Oh my God, amazing. See, this is how a plan should be made. Perfect. He knows the area. He's going to show me around. Just tell me where to be. Tell me who to pay. I'm done. I love it. Okay, 
We'll see you in bed time. I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 